Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week was our first parent interview, which was such a good episode with Amanda. So if you haven't had a chance to take a listen to that, stop, go listen, and then come back. You guys can find our next interviewee on Facebook, Instagram, and she has her own website. It's called The Striped stable s-t-r-i-p-e-d stable and make sure you guys check it out after you listen to her interview it is an amazing resource so today on the podcast we have another parent we have cassandra lambert on to share her experience um, with her family and kind of what their journey with speech therapy has looked like so cassandra thank you so much for coming on the podcast Yeah, thanks for having me. Can you start with giving us a little bit of background about your family and your experience with speech therapy and what that has looked like? Yeah, so I left my social work career in 2018 to have my son, Ethan. Um, A year into being a stay-at-home parent, I realized he had slowed down developmentally. And so we started physical therapy Um, shortly after that. We started speech therapy, um, and throughout our journey, we learned that he has a rare genetic condition called Kifwin-A-Associated Neurological Disorder. Um, We had to fight for about a year and a half to get a diagnosis. Um, We had seen that he'd really struggled with a lot of his developmental milestones, So it started off with going to physical therapy, getting early intervention services, um, seeing a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor, and then seeing a neurologist, and then finally seeing a geneticist and getting genetic testing. Um, He was initially diagnosed with cerebral palsy, but the genetic testing is really what opened our eyes to this disorder. Um, Canned, he's one of 400 kids in the world with it. So it's a pretty rare disease. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated our year diagnosis versary. We actually went out to a hotel and spent the night and he got to splash around in the pool, which oh. is great considering we're in Michigan and it's March. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we actually just celebrated his fourth birthday this past week. Very nice. So um, I had never heard of this diagnosis and I guess because it's so rare, maybe that's why, you know, like we only cover so many different things. I feel like in graduate school and unless you're, um, direct, uh, speech therapy experiences, um, kind of line you up with someone who has that. So were you guys, um, like shocked, I guess, by this diagnosis or just, well, I guess it was pretty comforting. I'm sure to know what was going on. 
We've gone through all of the emotions. Yeah. I mean, the day that we got the phone call, it was like our entire world came crashing down on us. Mm-hmm. Um, so KIF-1A is the protein that is, um, it's actually the mechanism that moves a protein called kinesin through the brain. Kinesin's a motor protein. So Ethan really struggles with movement, motor function, Um, He does struggle with speech as well, but it primarily affects him um, in movement. So he uses a walker and a wheelchair. The hard thing about this particular disorder is there's not a whole lot of information on it. Right now, what we know is we know it's kind of a spectrum disorder, so it affects everybody differently. You know, there's only 400 known cases, and some people have already passed away from this disease, um, and some people are living with it in their 50s and work and hold a job and, you know, lead a fairly normal life. So that's really tough. Um, And when we got the phone call, the the words that really stuck out to me were progressive, degenerative with no known treatment and no known cure. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is the cocktail of every parent's worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, you, you're only taught so many diseases and so many disorders in graduate school and undergrad and even through routine continuing education. So we really, we really challenged our speech therapist with this one. Yeah. So tell us a little more about what your journey with speech therapy has looked like, um, for how long it's been and kind of what the journey has been like so far. Yeah. So we've been a speech therapy for about two years Initially, it started with um, weekly speech therapy to kind of address babbling and identifying consonants, identifying vowels, or at least getting him to repeat those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And throughout our journey with speech therapy, we, with our therapist, decided it was a good idea to pursue an AAC device, an alternative augmentative communication device. Mm -hmm. And so... It was actually this past week that we found out that all of our paperwork is in order and our insurance will finally be covering it. But that was a 15 month battle just for insurance and approvals and evaluations. Um, And I actually had to fire the first AAC company we worked with because they weren't sending our information where it needed to go and papers were expiring. And, you know, you you don't want to have to go through these things and it's really tough, but at the same time, like you really have to face them head on. And we had a great speech therapist who advocates for us. We absolutely love her. Mm -hmm. And she's been phenomenal in giving us resources, PECS devices or PECS cards Mm -hmm. and, and really talking to us about the pros and cons of sign language and the pros and cons of using LAMP and words for life and Mm -hmm. AAC devices and what that realistically looks like for a four-year-old and it's really speech it's really a bigger picture because it's not just vocalization it's also motor planning which I didn't really think about you know my son is four and he does have some um, motor issues so for him making the sound physically, making the sounds physically speaking multiple syllables is really tough, but our speech language pathologist really helped us understand like, okay, if we're going to use this lamp words for life, for example, you know, here's how motor patterns help with communication. Speech therapy is so much more than just speech. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
And that's what we always try and advocate for, for others to know, because right. A lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people don't even know what we do, but it is, it's so much more than just speech. Yeah. You guys need to rebrand to be like communication. Right. (laughs) Totally. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. We should. So just curious, have you guys been with the same speech pathologist since the beginning? We have. We absolutely have. And it's, it's been a great, great resource and a great blessing. I mean, you guys as professionals understand how detrimental it can be to have to restart with a new therapist or Mm -hmm. get reestablished at a different practice. So we've been able to keep ours and I adore her. She's great. That's good. It's, it's so helpful to have someone like that on your team or like on your side to help you navigate and, um, you know, guide through all of those different steps, because I know you're learning a lot, but I'm sure she's learning a lot too, because, um, like you said, like 15 months to get the AAC device, like that's way too long. And I'm, it's so frustrating that things take that long to give someone their voice, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's so important. It's frustrating because with this AAC device, it's not like we're asking for a tricycle right. or a specialized toy. I mean, we're, right. we're, we're talking about something as fundamental as communication, something that's just as important as mobility, right. something that's just as important as frankly, being able to breathe and eat. Right. So it's been, it's been an experience. I'm sure. So, um, do you have any advice for, um, a parent or a family that's getting ready to start the process of speech therapy? Because I know that can be really overwhelming and maybe even like too scary that some parents put it off and they're maybe in a little bit of denial. So what advice would you have for those families? I would say take any preconceived notions about what you understand speech language pathologists to do or what you expect speech therapy to do and leave that at the door. Really meet your SOP where they're at and come in with an open mind and ask questions. I think that's a huge thing too is sometimes as professionals Um, They speak to parents not realizing that they're talking in lingo or jargon and parents can only absorb words and phrases and concepts, you know, that they're, that they've been exposed to and that they understand. So yeah, Mm -hmm. ask questions um, and, and kind of realize that everybody's on the same team. At the end of the day, they, they love on your child. They want the best for your child Mm -hmm. and everybody is working for the same common goal, which is to help your child communicate. Yeah, absolutely. That's such great advice. And I think that's advice for SLPs too. I love what you said about using that terminology and, and making sure that the parents understand, because that's, that's so huge as a speech therapist to know as well, to make sure that the parent is understanding because sometimes parents don't speak up and then they Mm -hmm. don't understand. And then there's a barrier there for however long. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, can you tell us, I'm, I'm curious more about the AAC. Can you tell us what system you're using and kind of how that has been and how your family has learned that system or what that's looked like? 
Yeah, so the specific AAC that we're using is um, the hardware is a WeGo 7. So it's a very, very small device. It's the smallest device that I think I know of. Yeah. Um, because, you know, my son's four and he's little and you have to think about, you know, is it going to be heavy and, and how mm-hmm. is he going to be able to move it and those sorts of things. So the hardware is a WeGo 7. It does have an external speaker, um, which is really cool. Very convenient. Absolutely love it. And then the software that we're using is LampWords for life. Okay. Okay. And we've been pretty, I would say pretty pleased overall with having to understand and learn. There are a lot of resources online and I am so, so grateful for that between YouTube and the company that produces it. um, Having these instructional videos has been so helpful because honestly, it's like learning another language. Mm-hmm. Right. It really, really is. And I think that's really important for parents to understand too, is if you have to have an alternative way to communicate with your child, whether it's sign language or pointing or PEX cards or, you know, an AAC device as a parent, kind of like give yourself some grace, you know, understand Mm -hmm. that you are learning a different language. Like this is comparable to Spanish and French and Mm -hmm. Portuguese and, and really keep at it. It's tough. You know, you, you have to work at it, but also give yourself some grace because everybody's trying to learn it. You know, you're trying to learn it. Your child's trying to learn Mm -hmm. it. We're all just doing our best. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's all the questions we have for you, Cassandra. Do you have any um, closing that you want to kind of let our listeners know um, just kind of as we wrap it up here or any, anything about where they could ask you questions if they have more questions about your experience specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So throughout my journey, um, after my son was diagnosed, one of the things that became very, very important for me, you know, having a social worker heart and mm-hmm. previous experience there is I really want to teach people and I really want to help them not make the same mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. So I actually started a company. It's called the Stripe Stable. You can find it at the stripestable.com or you can find it at facebook.com slash the striped stable. And what it is, is it's an organization that teaches parents how to fundraise for medical expenses. And as we all know, medical expenses are very, very, very tough. Um, Mm -hmm. The number one cause of bankruptcy is actually medical debt. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't afford an AAC device or if your insurance isn't going to cover it, um, there are actually ways to fundraise for it using social media, there's um, a couple of nonprofits. It's beyond GoFundMe. So they can find me at thestripestable.com. I'm super active on Facebook. So they're more than welcome to find me on Facebook. And I think the last thing that I want to leave um, your listeners with is really be honest with where you're at with your speech language pathologist. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to step into my confidence and say, okay, I can't do these exercises at home or we're just not doing these things, or this isn't working for us. And it it really took me a long time to understand that everybody's on the same team and no one knows you're struggling until you say something. So definitely, you know, be honest with your providers where you're at and it's okay to struggle. 
And you guys definitely check out this striped stable. I was, I looked it up as you were. Um, Same. Claire and I are like feverishly <laughs> typing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking through, I, I just went to the Facebook page and I'm looking through some of your posts and even just following this. I mean, there's so much information on here and I'm excited to dive through it too, because that's, it's something people don't talk about enough. And it, like you said, it's, there's a need for that for parents and even professionals to start communicating about how, how are we going to do this? Because you Mm -hmm. get this diagnosis and then you have all these medical bills and yeah, it it needs to be talked about. And I think it's awesome that you started something like this. It's great. It's really tough because money we've, I think I can speak for all of us. Money is a taboo subject in our culture. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, I actually just gave a presentation yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the parents talked about how, how embarrassing it is to say, I can't pay my, my, my son's medical bills, but also balance that with, okay, I didn't ask for my child to have a rare disease. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for them to have cancer. I didn't ask for them to have a catastrophic illness or fall or something like that, you know, with the cost of devices and medical treatment in this country, the fault is not on the parent being able to not afford or not being able to afford treatment or devices or, mm-hmm. um, you know, those sorts of things. The fault is on the system. And so there are resources out there to help lift parents up in those situations. Yeah, that's amazing. And you that's have great. done such a good job of making that all in one place. So that's, that's really, really great for a really great resource for parents. Yeah. And SLPs to be able to recommend to their parents and families that have expressed that they're struggling with it, or they're hesitant to apply for an AAC device because of that. So what a great resource. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm really excited to uh, take a look like Claire said. Absolutely. (laughs) We appreciate you, Cassandra. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast that you can email us with suggestions or if you or someone you know wants to be on the podcast, that's let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.